Good morning and hello and welcome to this next episode of 49 Plus. Right, well I'm on my way. The question is, where am I on? Where am I on? Now I could just stop that. So quite often I do start these uh, little recordings, make a terrible little fluff like that at the very beginning, and I just simply stop it, ditch that recording and start again. Now, not on this occasion, because I can't be asked. I'm driving, and therefore that would mean I'd have to stop the car, do something, and I'd just got it bothered. So <clears throat> we've gone past that now, we've gone through that. So yes, we're on the road, we're driving towards somewhere, um, and the somewhere is the place we were a couple of days ago, where the lead was lost. And I don't mean somebody overtook us. <laughs> I mean, an actual lead, a dog's lead, was lost. I'm, I'm hopeful it's still going to be somewhere in the area I was walking a couple of days ago. So, uh, because there won't be that many people walking there. Disused golf course, if you remember. Um, so it was a couple of days ago, but I think it... Um, I now can't remember... <laughs> I can't remember if it was just last episode or two episodes ago. I've only just uh, I've only just uploaded episode one two six, even though it was recorded a few days ago or over a few days, and I'm back in the car. Anyway, what you get is a sign of how my head is. I just no idea what's going on. Uh, plenty of things going on in the head, but not a lot really. Um, so the time now, sponsored by Accurist, is six twenty one. AM, and I'm very pleased to be up and out of the house because I've been awake for a chunk of time, didn't sleep particularly well. Um, but I was keen yesterday to think, well, if I did did wake up and get up early, I would go over to, I'll, I'll name the place as Bushy, because that's where it is, um, to see if we can find, and that's just a glorious morning, clear blue skies. Or sky. I don't know why we say skies. There's only one sky. Why do we say clear blue skies? At what point was there more than one sky? Has there ever been more than one sky? I don't think there has. So why do we say skies? Answer the postcard, please. Um, so at 6.21am, I just got in the car and the, and the radio automatically comes on. Or sometimes it does if it's been on. And... Um, Listen to it for about 30 seconds. and uh, But on this occasion, I'm not... Vanessa Feltz? Now, is she, a, is she a usual person at this time on Radio 2? Or is she sitting in for Zoe Ball? I'm not sure what time the official... What's the word? Breakfast show begins. If that begins at 7am. Of course, Vanessa is on at this time normally. But I, I can't be doing with Vanessa Feltz at the best of times. <coughs> so not at 6.22am. It's now changed to 22 now. Um, <coughs> ah, that's got it. Um, the cab went past then. A black, uh, I was going to say a black cab. It actually is a, it was a light blue cab. Now I realise I've just turned to take a turning. I've missed a turning. Meaning it's going to take slightly longer to get where I'd want to get than if I'd gone right there. Unless I do a right further down here and see where that takes me. That's what I'm going to do. 
because as often the case on these early morning jaunts, I'll call it a jaunt, I'm not really quite sure where I end up. So even, for example, the day I ended up at Bushy to do the, the, the walk that I'm now heading back to, it was a day where I, I just didn't really know where I was going to end up. I started going off one direction. <clears throat> one direction. Can you name all the members of One Direction? No, because they don't exist anymore. Can you name... Oh, that's not true. That's not saying can you name all the members of the Beatles. They don't exist anymore, but you can still name the members. So, all the members of the of One Direction. First names only, if you need. I know I couldn't name them. I'll name... I could probably go with... Well, maybe I could. Mm-mm. So I'm, thinking, I'm not going to say them out loud, because you, you have to guess them. That's your first, your, your first quiz question. Can you name all the members of One Direction? And I believe there were five initially. All five members. And now having said all that, I've just missed the second turning I could have gone down. <laughs> so I'm back in the usual place. I'm heading towards Bushy Arches, for those people who are in the know. Uh, and then I'll do a little turn up from there to go where I want to go to. It just means it's kind of heading down towards Watford and back up again. And depending on what time Pets at Home open, I may, on the way back, nip into there to see if I can get a new lead. Of course, that's saying that in the possibility that maybe now in the belief I won't find the lead that I've lost. Um, so let's see. Let's, let's be hopeful that we can find that. And therefore, there would be no need to go to Pets at Home. As I'm driving along, I'm looking along to the left and right. There's a parking space there. Um, this could be places where I could do different walks. It's like at the drive towards Watsford, um, where you can see the side there is greenery. I've now just spotted a place to park. And now I'm just seeing also a little kind of way through to a, to a, um, a pathway. Now, if I wasn't in my head thinking I'm going to go to... to this place in Bushy, I might have stopped there and done the walk there, but I feel as though I'm going to give a, an attempt to find this lead. I am now realising as I'm doing it, it is up against it. It's not likely, is it? Although, yeah, I could kind of walk broadly around the direction I went before, but I'm guessing it is very unlikely I'm going to find the lead. But with that mindset... I'm not going to find it, am I? I'll just give up. So I'm going to give myself an, a, a real opportunity. I'm going to look. It will be a walk anyway. Uh, better than lying in bed, awake, head spinning. Not quite spinning these days, but active with various things. And what will be another busy day. It's part of a busy week. So what things could be happening today? Oh, well, today, today is the second webinar don't like the word webinar, but it's a webinar, on behalf of Bucks HSC Ventures. So it's nice to see some blossom now appearing on trees. It's starting to be that time, you know, mid-March, I guess, getting towards mid-March. Um, uh, so the second webinar, and the title of this one is Boost Your Resilience. I'm still not quite sure if we count the titles for this or whether it was Bucks HSC Ventures, always between maybe Dan and them, but still on resilience, calling it Boost Your Resilience, thinking that maybe, I know, somebody, somewhere, somebody thought that might attract um, interest. 
I believe, actually, as it stands, we do have now 42 people registered for the webinar. And registration for that closes at 9am this morning. And the webinar is not until 1pm. Last week, I did get people contacting to say if, you know, oh, I'm interested in that, but it's now closed. I may do another little bit of a <clears throat> request to HSC Ventures to say, can we... Just open up until say maybe 11 or 12 at the latest. Um, I think only because I think then what Helen does, the person at HSE Ventures, is she then contacts people with the links maybe until 11. As in, I think if we could, we could I think we could if we did a little final quick push, probably get up to about 50 people registered. It'd be quite nice if we get that. I think last week we had 30 something. It'd be nice if we get to 50. It'd be nice if we keep increasing the numbers each time. That would be quite a nice sign, wouldn't it? Um, so the topic is on boost your resilience, and I almost automatically went left at that roundabout when I should have gone right, and I've gone right, and that's good, heading up now towards Bushy. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, and it, it, one would assume at this point, on the morning of the day giving the webinar, we'd have it all ready, we'd have all the slides completed. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, so they will, I, I trust they will be done. As it is in heaven, oh yes, that's a bit of a reference, isn't it, to the to the to the Lord's prayer. As I go past the church, what are the odds of that? Eight to one. Um, so they will be ready. In fact, that'd be one thing. When I get back to the house this morning, I have a a workshop type thing I'm facilitating this morning, <coughs> and. Um, that will take up obviously a chunk of the morning, and then I think I'm probably straight into any prep for that webinar, get the slides sorted um, or fit finalised. We've got them pretty much there, but I'll need to, I will do a few more tweaks before they are completely done. And then after the webinar, one important thing this afternoon is another coaching session for one of our HSC clients, coaching clients, it'd be his third one, so he's the one progressing most quickly because, well, he's the one scheduling in when he wants to have the um, sessions, so this will be his third, and I'm hoping you know, we're getting some nice, I believe, movement there. I think this month will be quite pivotal for him in terms of things he's moving forward with, collaborations he's making, maybe allowing himself to make, go, go forth with. With all that, I'm going to be driving up close to where I need to be to go look for this lead. So will I pause? I think I will pause rather than try and keep recording as I get the lead on, as in the lead, because I do have a spare lead. It's not very good. It's not ideal. And in fact, I think I will put a lead on him because we're relatively near a main road. And where I might trust him to run off in the right direction, he may not. So... I will put this replacement lead on, but it's it's not one that we could really use regularly. It's not ideal. It's one we did replace in the first place. It's become a spare. So I say I forgot we had a spare a spare, so that's been useful just to kind of use right now. So I will stop the recording and I'll re restart on the walk. I shall have the headphones plugged in. Can you hear him? Can you hear the little fella? I want to get out of the car. So I shall pause at the moment. I'm 36% charged officially by me. I mean the phone is. 
So we'll pause at end of part one and we'll pick up part two in about three or four minutes. So pausing. And I'm back. So we're now all rugged up. We're out and about. So now probably about oh, a couple of hundred yards from the car. Heading away up the hill and doing what we can. So I say we, I'm doing what I can to follow the route I was on yesterday. I'll keep an eye out. There'll be a point at which I kind of forget which direction I would have gone. So, Because there are some kind of pathways that have seemed to now have been formed. Um, so, and I do remember going up this little part before, so we'll do our best and we'll see what happens. In the meantime, I think what I shall be starting to wax not so lyrical about is this idea of resilience. Given that we're meant to be running a webinar this afternoon, one o'clock. Greenwich Mean Time, for an hour. And that said, I've also realised... <laughs> But on this occasion, and I believe even next week, excuse me, um, I'm only joined with my com compadre, who I'll call Daniel, for that's his name, um, for the first half of it. So he's double booked. Ah, typical. Um, so I believe... So a very brief bit of context there, for what it's worth, is that there's a company, both he and I do do, do do, they do do, don't do do, um, we do do work for, as associates, but the piece of work, or one of the pieces of work that he's involved with, requires him to basically put out his calendar, and he'll then get booked in, and I think at a time before... <laughs> He hadn't fully, I'm not sure actually which bit he's doing, but he hadn't, he hadn't indicated his unavailability here. So he's now committed to do a bit of work today and next Tuesday that overlaps with um, our webinar session. So I'm now going to be starting with him and then it would appear I'll be finishing on my own. Anyway, we must work through that. That's part of resilience, isn't it? You can't, you can't focus. You can't. What's the word? Labour the point, or what's the word I'm thinking of? But, um, dwell on that. It's happening. It is what it is. And understandably, for the work he's picking up there, he'll get paid for. Whereas these sessions, he's not getting paid for. Um, at least that's as it stands. The way we've agreed it is that effectively it's going to be a part of my so-called workload. So in theory, they count my hours as part of this matched funding the university gives for this project, this programme. Um, and with Dan being an associate lecturer, as in paid hourly, it's not been agreed yet if anyone's actually going to pay him for it. So we've kind of, in a, it's a self that, well, we are, we are learning, we're developing ideas... These are webinar ideas we can then basically just further develop as part of our own stuff. So that's the value in it. We're building up links, we're building up an audience, we're building up possible clients in the future, whether that's initially relating to the centre, 
but also I'm not sure how much I've spoken about this in the context of Dan and I doing some collaborative work together privately so not not as part of the centre so something we are developing watch this space um, so it means then <clears throat> just getting clear about what the session about resilience is going to be um, and, and an attempt to drum up interest and also part of the way it kind of works between Dan and I we um, well I probably do more mocking of him than he does of I it's, it's kind of what I do it's what I do best um, get a nice view up over here of Watford it's not a phrase you often hear is it get a nice view of Watford but at the moment with the sun just rising behind me over the distance there I can see that's down to Watford Although that will sadly, not sad, well, it'll be the, what, largely what I can see there is what used to be called the Harlequin Centre, now called Into Watford, it's part of the Into brand, that I, well, I think even before all this, before coronavirus, COVID, the pandemic, they were struggling, I believe, I think you know, they weren't doing, um, there were some issues there. I'd be interested to see how they do move forward. At the moment, I guess one casualty of the pandemic was uh, the John Lewis there. So one of its major shops there is John Lewis. I believe that branch has now closed anyway. So that's a big part of you know. I think for many a big a big draw to that it would be the sort of the nearest John Lewis. So it'll be interesting to what that happens there going forward, but that's what I can see, and it's in the sunlight at the moment. I need to call Ziggy. Zig! Here he comes. Um, so, resilient, yeah, so what I was going to do, what we have done in one of the sort of primitives, saying, oh, and if you join the session, Dan has promised to tell us what would be the world's funniest joke. Um... You see, because not so long ago, I read about, or re-read about, what was allegedly the world's funniest joke. Um, so I sort of flagged it up, thinking, oh, Dan will tell it, because he doesn't know what it is. I've not told him it. Um, but he said, oh, yes, well, listen out for it in the second half of the, 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 um, the, the, the talk, the show, not the show, is it, the webinar. It is more of a talk, because you don't, you know, you get a bit of interaction, but not a lot. It's not so easy to get too much interaction in these things. We'll try and get maybe at least one person to speak because we did that last time and it worked quite well, I think. Sig! <whistles> now, we've come to the very far corner. Of I'm always kind of quite surprised at how quickly you get to this part of it. I, don't, I wonder if this was an 18-hole course. It must be an 18-hole course, but it's not... It's not as big as you might imagine it be. I think, you know, 18-hole courses tend to really sprawl this isn't a spoiler, and I'm now basically to the already up to the furthest part of this course. Um, this corner, so which I did come to yesterday. It's also near a bit within the road over there where Ziggy did go through the bush, so I don't think it's a particularly busy road, but Zig! I'm pretty sure there's no lead here so far. I should go down a bit further here. Ziggy! So the world's funniest joke will be told in the second half of the thing. So great. And I joke back to say, yes, you best signpost it because otherwise people might miss it. Because it probably won't be that funny a joke. Um, 
So, um, I'm standing at the top of this tea box where I was yesterday, heading down the way. So I did walk some of the way down here. Let's see, still no sign of a lead. I have no leads on the lead. Um, and then, of course, realising, not until realising after he said, yeah, because the, sec the second half of the seminar, webinar, seminar, talk, whatever, he's not going to be there. Hence saying, wait, so... We'll see how that works out. I'm, I am quite prepared and quite willing to tell what is apparently the world's funniest joke. Um, I think I will leave it to the latter part. I think we'll sort of say we'll do it in the second half. Um, I can maybe even pretend I've gone off to quickly Google the world's funniest joke, and this is what I found, which is the one I would have told in an earlier episode, not just the last episode, which which I call answers questions and a joke that's a different joke um, i think there is actually an episode called the world's funniest joke so if you want to find out listening to the to the podcast go back if you haven't already heard it um ziggy i'm going to kind of cut across now i think i remember yesterday i cut across here i just think i am let's be hopeful i may just suddenly stumble across the lead you never know do you, you never do know um so that's part of the day that's part of them to look forward to, telling the world's funniest joke. And in fact, I did tell a joke, yes, because there was a joke, there was a joke in one last week, so I think maybe in each session we do tell a joke, a signposted joke. The one last week, because we are talking about strengths, playing to your strengths, and relationship strengths and weaknesses, and you know, the focus on strengths tends to be, and the research suggests, is far more effective than focusing on one's weaknesses, which is what we often tend to do. We go, well, how do I kind of work on my weaknesses to make them better? Well, all the research suggests that um, all the research suggests that giving attention to your strengths is likely to be far more effective, both in terms of improving one's performance um and importantly improving one's well-being because you're working from a strengths-based perspective because you're doing you're working in the space of things that you enjoy doing that you love to do not just that you're good at but strengths would be things that energize you you're naturally drawn to um i'm sort of paused here at the moment partly because i'm not quite sure which way yesterday i went um but yes i was gonna say the the, the joke last week was I said, oh, I'm reminded of the time of the uh, candidate who goes for an interview. And the interviewer says, well, we've, talked, we've spoken about your strengths, but what about your weaknesses? What would you see as your biggest weakness? To which the candidate responds, um, probably honesty. So the interviewer says, well, I wouldn't necessarily say honesty is a weakness. To which the candidate replies, I couldn't give a toss what you think. <laughs> hey! Uh, and that's the word I think I used was toss. I think... I think it's funny if you say shit. Um, and the possibility you go, you go more, you go fuck. You, know, I couldn't give a fuck what you think. I don't think. I think that's. I think I, I couldn't give a shit what you think. Because then also that's yeah. But I went with toss. We did kind of mull over what would be the best word to use there. I think shit is the funniest word. Um, but I wondered if that was just pushing it too far. I didn't. I didn't risk that one. I'm now walking in a little part, it's a very strange part here. So in the centre of this golf course, there is a little circle of trees, actually now quite mature trees, 
with one in the middle. So quite clearly a, a crafted set of trees. And you use a one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight trees with one in the middle. Just thought I'd tell you that. Looks quite unusual. I shall walk away from there and see if I can keep looking for the lead. It'd be great if, if Ziggy was around sniffing, found his lead and came running back with it. Now that would be impressive, eh, Zig? No, he's not going to do that, is he? Um, so we'll have a joke. Um, it's the world's funniest one, obviously. Um, but we need to obviously talk about resilience. So we're using the framework of the slides from the previous week. Let's, let's build upon, build around those. Um, we've kind of got them pretty much there, but I want to, they're not, I'm not quite happy with them. I'm going to do a few bit of extras on it this morning. And to begin with then, one of the first bits will be the over, we'll do it, you know, we, we introduce ourselves again, because there'll be some people there who weren't there last week. Um, we will do an overview of the session which is effectively, I think that slide is done, I think that's going to change, because we want to focus on, well, what do we mean by resilience? What do we mean by resilience? What is resilience? What does it mean to be resilient? Um, and again, I think like last time with, uh, we asked people about strengths, well, what do you consider be a strength? How would you define it? Let's, you know, we, you know, with the, the teachers inside, I just want to do a little bit of like, well, what, what does the word resilience mean to you? What would it mean to be resilient? So we get them just type into the chat possibilities, gets them thinking, gets them interacting, gets us having stuff to work with, recognising the people on there who will have, and in some ways, we may hopefully have some different takes on that, that not everyone will use the same, the word in the sack the same way. Uh, I suspect within it, this is what I'd probably like a little bit more of another slide on, to use some uh, the next slide to say, well, let's see what was coming up. We predicted or we guessed maybe some of these kinds of words are there. So we expect bouncing back to some sound being there. And we have a nice reference to Alan Partridge. The title of his autobiography was Bouncing Back. Um, or his alleged autobiography in, in the series. It's a book that gets pulped no one's buying it um so bouncing back this idea that's people talk about this idea of what it means to be resilient and in fact this is where i'll also bring in the um uh the question i'd like to have a few quiz questions or something along the lines of there's also the term bounce back ability that has sort of come into fashion to some extent and the curious, the curious question is who coined that term who coined the term bounce back ability? I'll leave that one as a quiz question because I shall attempt to address it. I need to play double, double and triple check the answer. I was kind of surprised. It's actually a, a, from a footballer or even a football manager. I have to check again, which kind of surprised me. I thought it was a kind of, you know, I'd imagine it would have been a political thing. But anyway, bounce back ability. That's, is that something to do with resilience? one's extent to which one can bounce back. Um, there'll be also more formal definitions, which I'll need to go and reread to make sure I'm in alignment with them. Um, you know, there's something about recovery. There's something about doing well, you know, in spite of challenges. 
There could be something that uses the word adversity, how one manages adversity. But I think there's something about, see, the term resilience is a little bit slippery because it is used in different ways. And here in this context, if we're using the phrase boost your resilience, we probably are biasing ourselves towards this idea of how can you develop a way of thinking, they say, or acting, or being, which, um, which is more resilient, which allows oneself to be more resilient. Is there a resilient frame of mind? I think there are elements of thinking that absolutely will do that, and we'll talk about some of those. But importantly, we also want to acknowledge that resilience can also describe like an outcome, you know, doing... If you've been resilient, then you are doing okay despite adversity. Now, the kinds of factors that impact that may include your own thinking styles and so on, but it's not just that. So the important thing to point out, there are other factors outside of us which will also determine our resilience. For example, I would say the most notable one we'll probably talk about is who else you have around you to help you. So relationships, um, it's not all about doing everything oneself and sorting out. And remember, in the context of these webinars, they're primarily aimed at people who are setting up businesses or who have set up businesses and they are you know, going to be facing challenges along the way and setbacks. And part of it is um, recognising that. <laughs> so Zig's been... been uh, and a good old fight there, good old play with another spaniel. Hello. Morning. You're rather wet there now, aren't you, Ziggs? So the good old, he was getting, um, you're on your back, weren't you, Ziggs? He's going again, another one. Having a good play. Um, but still no sign of the lead. And a quick look round while I can. Nothing there. But I'll give him a good run, that's nice. As the sun comes up over the hill. Um, starting to see a bit more sun. So in a moment, we may even get a nice opportunity for a nice photograph with the sun coming up. Um, so, 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 so. Yes, resilience is also um, impacted by what we have around us. So, in fact, we'll make reference to the work of Anne Maston, who wrote a book and a paper under the title, which obviously is attractive to me, as Ordinary Magic. Now, this is where I could potentially, if I have the courage to, and the will to, is I could perform a little magic trick. <laughs> now, the only one that jumps into my mind here that could be relevant because it's... Um, maybe relates to resilience and or resistance and those kinds of ideas. It's a trick rubber bands that I think might work on Zoom. So I need to try that out this morning on Sir Daniel to see if it thinks it's worth it. Um, because then the joke will probably be ordinary magic. So it's magic with some ordinary things such as elastic bands. So it's quite ordinary magic. And in the end, one might describe it as more ordinary than magic. We shall get to find out. So... Um, that may feature. It's a talking point, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm intending to do that. Now, whether or not I lose it. Now, the good thing is I can just have a couple of elastic bands to hand 
I may even look as though it's impromptu and go, oh look, I have a couple of elastic bands over there. Let me just try something here. This is magic with something ordinary. So I'll need to look back and say this idea of ordinary magic is because she was looking at a lot of the early work on resilience has been on what is it about, let's say, children who have um, adversity. I'm trying to think of, uh, I think the term maybe ACEs, A-C-E's, adverse childhood experiences. I think it's the word is adverse in that context. So how one deals with adversity is you know part of what it means to be resilient how you know, to, to do okay either despite of or in spite of or perhaps even because of challenges and some of the work of Anne Mast and others were looking at the factors that affected that and they talk about the risk factors and the protective factors so things like having supportive people around you such as a family and friends and other resources would be protective factors um, and that's the focus will be on that you may briefly mention risk factors reach off my head i can't remember what they would be you can imagine uh, poverty i suspect um maybe lack of resources i don't know i need to look at what those would be but recognizing importantly when we talk about being resilient it's not fully saying it's all about how how can you personally be resilient how can you personally weather the storm um well, it will be impacted by these things around you and how you engage with what's around you, that kind of thing. So that's part of it. Um, and then what others want to overview is what is resilience? Then we'll also talk about probably moving on to exploring. I think I'm going to about three or four possibles, but I think we can cover all of those. Not in any depth, but um, there are things like psychological capital, which is a combination of hope, self-efficacy, resilience, and optimism. So, see, you've got resilience in there. I think that's a bit unhelpful to say. All my, well, you can be resilient. <laughs> you know, these these are all part. But anyway, I mean, in general, generally term, we're saying, well, if you actually prioritise your well-being, if you do things such as identifying your strengths and working from them, that will be one way of boosting your resilience. So, already part of the way through it by having talked about strengths last week. I th- imagine what I might refer to is broaden and build, because that's quite a nice new one, um, which is about really the power and the value of positive emotions. So I've pretty much got back to where I think the lead would have been. I think I got this far yesterday and I'd look yesterday. So it does look like I'm not going to find the lead today, sadly. Never mind, never mind. Resilience, in part there. Resilient thinking will be not get too dwelling on the fact that I've lost the lead. It's, it's been lost. The quicker I can accept that, quite minor drawback, the better. I can see it in contact. It's not that bad. You know, here's one where I would go down the route of it could be worse. Um, and I link that back to the luck, the luck stuff. So again, I suppose here I can touch upon some of the discussions about you know, how one deals with bad luck. So that's something I hadn't thought about actually. So maybe I shall allude to the luck work and go luck yourself. Um, and maybe then by the final 
the final session i'll definitely be saying more about go luck yourself because that could be a continuing thing is to getting people to after those finished say okay we can look for one thing we can look at is go luck yourself and this idea of how psychology can impact our experiences of what we typically call luck so that can include the stuff which we don't have any control over and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad in our own interpretation um and the psychology thereof, how we can manage those experiences, make sense of them, to what extent can we exert some kind of influence over them, what can we control, what can't we control. This again is all part of um, resilience because it's about letting go of the things we can't control. So there'll be some of this in the session. And then growth mindset is another important one. So it's, again, it's some established work here on growth mindset which is um, primarily the work of Carol Dweck, who wrote a book called Mindset, but she's the one who either came up with the idea or at least popularised the idea that in different contexts you could have what's maybe called a fixed mindset and contrast that with a growth mindset. Now, a growth mindset is one where effectively whatever happens to you, you see it as an opportunity for growth. You know, what, what's the lesson in this experience? What's the learning? So, for example, the losing of the lead may simply be um, take more care of the lead. Or, and now, if you've lost it, if you don't have it, then you let go of it. You know, I've, I've looked twice now. Um, I went back the first time and looked. I've looked again now and I've not found it. I have to let go of the lead and we shall go on to something else so that's a big part of it um, and of course I see you know maybe part of it is practicing that way of thinking with such minor things like losing a lead or missing the bus you know you can miss a bus those of us who still get buses is it it's currently legal to get a bus but it's not that popular I think if you have no choices you will get you will use public transport of course you will um, but we've all been the opportunity where we, we ran for a bus or a bus and we've missed the bus and therefore we might be upset or unhappy to go, oh, God, just missed the bus, sod's law, typical, oh no. But the quicker you can move to, yep, well I've missed that. What's the opportunity here? Well, it could be any time I now have to spend waiting for the next bus. Do I read a book? Do I listen to a podcast? Uh, do I have an opportunity to go and do something else? Put an opportunity to, to pause? you know, do some emails, whatever it is you need to do that's important to you, it's an opportunity, isn't it? So it's, you can, you can all, that's the thinking in it. You can always find an opportunity in whatever's happening to you. And the challenge is, how doable is that when it really is a very challenging time? And we can even relate that to current situations in COVID. So that'd be useful for the business-minded folks who will hopefully make up a good core of these people on the session. Um, COVID, of course, has, you know, at the very least, delayed things. Some of us, you know, it's reminded us of what's really important in life, what we need to be doing, uh, re-evaluating our work, how we do our work. So yes, very challenging times, and yet also an opportunity to explore something. Now this could be interesting. Oh no, I thought for a moment, I was walking up close to something black on the floor, I was thinking, oh, it's the lead, but it's not. It's a glove. Is it a golf glove? No, it's not a golf. It's not been that long. It's just a glove. Um, 
as Ziggy now runs off into the distance after another dog, a different dog again. Um, I shall wait here in the hope he might come back. Trust that he will. And also, even there, yeah, to what extent does trust play a part then? I think trust is a major part. Trusting, dare I say, trusting the process. And sometimes it could be trusting the fucking process. Things happen. How, how helpful is it to think along lines of things happen for a reason? For everything a reason. So I'm not sure how much of this stuff will make it onto slides and how much of it will kind of ad-lib as we go. Um, but of both, both and. How can we also, that's another one of it, how can we adopt both and type thinking? We often think about it's either this or it's that. And to what extent are things sometimes both this and that? So I believe that's a, possibly another book, both and, with peers, or it could well form part of Trust the Fucking Process, a book idea in development at some point. I shall trust the process that it will appear at the right time, when it feels right. But this way of thinking is a valuable way to, to be resilient. It's being open. Again, another way of thinking about resilience, when we look at trees, for example, it says very still day to day. Um, but when it's a very windy day, the most resilient trees will be ones that bend with the wind, not ones that are really as sturdy as anything and they ones in the end that might crack because there's no give you've got to be able to do the give and the take these are all important parts of being resilient and recognizing that it's something not just inside of us so i would say you know encouraging people to link with you know, the relationships form a massively important part of being what it means to be resilient so anyway i've done the walk around the, the um this bit of the golf course. I've not found the lead. Uh, let me just check on the time. Now start seeing more traffic appearing. It's now just gone past seven o'clock. We've done 30 minutes of this. In fact, 30 minutes plus the previous 10. So that'll do for me as a podcast. Something about resilience in this title, isn't there, I should think? Um, resilience. Do I just call it Resilience. Being resilient? I don't know. Something will come to me at some point. And you, of course, already know the title because that's the way it works. Right. And I quite like that. See, I quite like the idea of doing something without a sense of, here's the title I'm working towards. Like even the session today. The, the title of the session is called Boost Your Resilience. People sign up for it knowing, believing, we're going to talk something about resilience, something of use about resilience. So we have to speak to that that topic, that subject, um, understandably. But I do like the possibility of just going with the flow and seeing what comes up and seeing where you end up. I think that's also actually an uh, element of what it might mean to be resilient. Allowing oneself to be like that. Not berating oneself when one is not always doing it in that kind of way. And so on and so forth. Um, Right, so I'm heading back towards the car. Ziggy has refound the dog that he was dancing around with before. I'm going to have a conversation with his dog owner, but not before I end this one and say thank you very much. That's something to resilience and bye-bye for now.